Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. Welcome to another episode of The Sword and Shield. I'm Chief Master Sergeant Christopher Howard, 960th COG SEL, and with me today I have... Captain Jamila Gonzalez, 960th Cyber Wing Executive Officer. And we also have... Tech Sergeant Christopher Almaraz, 854 Pals. Awesome. Thank you for joining me today, right? Um, today, we really wanted to start talking about uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Uh, want to learn about you, some of your backgrounds, and, uh, you know, kind of just share your story of what, uh, what what growing up was like to joining the Air Force and how Air Force life is all integrated. So, Captain, can you kind of tell me uh, a little bit about yourself, ma'am? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I really um, enjoy and appreciate the opportunity to be part of this uh, discussion uh, and celebrating the awareness uh, and getting the culture, you know, discussed from uh, the, we celebrate this ob- observance from the 15th of September to the 15th of October. And so it's just an opportunity to step back and um, appreciate and get to know a little bit more about different cultures to include the history. The Hispanic. Right. Like every one of our airmen brings something different to the table. And that's what I love about these observation months is being able to, you know, highlight a little bit about uh, the background of individuals and what they bring to the table. Yeah, definitely. So um, for me, I come from a Hispanic background on both sides of my family. My dad uh, was born and raised in Mexico and my mom was born and raised in Peru. Um, They met in California. Uh, a state that's very well known for being a melting pot. Right. And um, so I was uh, raised uh, there in the Bay Area of California and was exposed to a lot of um, different uh, countries of Hispanic origin. I mean, people of those countries. Right. And so I uh, really felt that I had a diverse um, experience just growing up there um, and then uh, joining the military and um, then going overseas and being part of a new organization and just getting exposed to folks from all different countries and uh, backgrounds there. I think that um, having been part of the Hispanic culture and understanding and being in California, I just felt like it really um, gave me some perspective and appreciation uh, for the fact that we all have different experiences and that we're all going to be coming together somewhere. And when you're overseas, you know, people become your family. I mean, you know, they're the ones that you're going to lean on. And so um, just always being sensitive to, hey, um, we're all going to, you know, look at things a little bit differently. But, hey, let's talk it through and work any, you know, differences out. Right. Yeah. Um, So for me, it's uh, again, yeah, I definitely appreciate the opportunity that or even that this platform exists uh, to be able to give people a. a chance to to share their story, um, no matter the background. Um, it, it's great. I think it it develops the Air Force out to a more uh, diverse and inclusive uh, culture. Um, so I'm definitely thankful for that. So for myself, I was born in Guatemala. Okay. Um, and about two, three years old, moved to Washington State, lived there for about nine years. And uh yeah, I was raised by a uh, Mex- uh, father who was born and raised in, in Chiapas, Mexico. Okay. And uh, mom stayed back in Washington. 
and uh, we moved down to Texas, Fort Worth. And so, uh, so I have a, a definitely a, a blending of the Northern culture um, <laughs> and in combination with the Southern traditions and values. And, and notice that I say Southern tradition and values because up North, it, it, that seems to be different. There is, right. They, uh, there's a sort of pride that comes from, from being down South. And, and it was great to uh, come down because I, I could start to see more people uh, like me um, and uh, begin to, uh, to get that exposure of the of the of the Hispanic culture and uh, specifically the Tejano culture, which... right? And you were you were mentioning when we were talking before, um, you know, when living in Washington, that it was very unique because mm-hmm. you and your brother were uh, what? Yeah, so we were the uh, we were the only two Hispanic children in in the school. So, <laughs> um, right. so but at that age, you don't know any different, right? Um, and that's the and that's where I think you know if no matter what you are on the outside at when you're at that age, what kids show us is that you are still a person right. um, and you bring um, a certain personality and, and things. And, uh, and for us, we knew no different. Um, it wasn't until we, we got down here that we were like, Oh, we, uh, I, I would say, yeah, we, we didn't really like fit in. Okay. Um, because on the outside we are we're brown, and I mean the way we spoke, uh, the way that we behaved was very much of a northern um, manner. And so, getting down here, people are like, "Why do y'all speak so? Why do you say you guys instead of y'all?" And <laughs> right. you know, and 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 we would we would be so much as called like we behaved white. Um, and because we didn't display some of those, uh, some of those more uh, characteristics or behaviors of the Hispanic culture, um, but for us it was just this is Chris and Andrew, um, and and so we found ourselves, we just wanted to get we wanted to get involved in all the different crowds, like all the different cliques and all that stuff, and um, and that's one of those things that coming into the military that. I came to appreciate even more because, I mean, we talk about California being a melting pot and all these different states having their their cultural influence, but I would argue that the biggest one is the the military. Right. I mean, we got people coming in from. I mean, if it's Puerto Rico, if it's uh, Peru, if it's other places, I mean, you have the entire United States coming mm-hmm. into this, whether it's the Air Force, the Marines, or whatever. Um, and, and that's, if you stay stateside, I imagine you start to, like you said, going overseas. Yeah. And then you start the, you know, the families that start mm-hmm. to engage and then the, the cultural exchange, I know being stationed in Germany for a number of years, um, brought a lot of states, a lot of, a lot of things together. And I think that was one of the points that you were making when we were talking before, right? Captain G was, um, you know, uh, we talk about uh, that family aspect, uh, and that culture, you know, we bring everything together and, and uh, overseas really highlights that. So, I mean, when we talk about culture, what do you think about your heritage and that culture and what do you bring to the to the table, man? So um, when I think about culture, just some things that I wrote down just is, you know, I think about music. I think about food. I think about religion. I think about traditions. And so bringing that all together. 
Um, you know, even when it comes to music, for example, mm-hmm. you know, having um, a mom that's from Peru, a dad from Mexico, the music is 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 different. Right, very you unique. know, very yes. unique, very uh, regional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, just knowing that and hearing that, and then going to different countries and and saying, okay, I'm going to listen to their music, and they're each going to have their own unique instruments. Um, and, uh, you know, the languages that go along with that, um, and thinking about food, like you say, overseas, you get together with folks, they're from different countries. So everybody brings their own dish and, um, and getting to share that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think about like religion, um, again, in, in the military, because we're able to come together and kind of understand that we're all going to have a little bit of a different experience coming coming up, being able to, to share, um, some of those, uh, celebratory, you know, occasions that happen in faith. Um, I think about all of those things. And, and one more thing that I was thinking about when you were speaking, um, Sergeant Almaraz was, um, representation. And like you were saying, you were, when you were in a school and it was just you and your brother, you just go, Hey, everyone's young. Everybody's, you know, getting along and, and building friendships. Um, but you, there is a time where you do just kind of notice when you come to a different area, sometimes mm-hmm. either because you were in a melting pot like me and then you realize that, oh, there's not a lot of representation. You know, you kind of notice that at some point and, mm-hmm. you know, um, at some point along in your life, you know, when I think when you are usually like of a minority group, mm-hmm. whatever that minority group may be, because in different areas, you can go to the south and then be considered the majority. And then you're in an mm-hmm. area where now you became the the minority group. Right. So you know, everyone experiences it in different ways, but um, it's something that, you know, at some point you notice. So I think that that's part of, you know, wanting to bring these um, events together is to kind of just look at that, discuss it and say, hey, what can we do better? And I think like we've noticed, you know, the military does a great job of giving us all an opportunity um, to discuss, share um, and enjoy, you know, the the experiences that we have individually. And I say that, that, you know, I think that when we look at uh, citizen airmanship, right, we talk about the reserves, um, we talk about some of those regional differences, you can even see that in the demographics across the reserves, uh, which is interesting. Uh, But kind of circling back, I think that one thing that really stood out about what you said, is that that food culture, right? When we talk about, uh, you know, how do we include everybody? How do we get to know people? Um, I find that eating is one of those uh, unique social events that you'll ever find breaking bread, breaking bread, right? <laughs> bringing that to the table and everybody bringing something a little bit different. Um, and then even highlighting some of those cultures, right. Uh, and, and getting after that food. Um, but going back to culture and uh, your experiences, Sarnal Marais, is what, what, what are some of the other things that you feel like um, your upbringing and um, some of the differences uh, that you've seen come, come together uh, as you've served? Yeah. So I would say, um, uh, one of the biggest things, and, and I love that the, um, uh, the 16th Air Force put this out, but it, on, in one of their buildings, uh, they have this slideshow and it says the word Esperanza, right? so hope. Um, and so within the Hispanic community or the culture, at least specifically Mexican, uh, is that word hope um, and, and faith. And so uh, that's something that I feel is very strong and prominent uh, within, and it's not that it's not in others, but right. just within ours, um, that's something that I've always 
always had, I kind of, my dad just brought me up was like, just always have that faith and hope. And so, um, bringing that into the military, uh, or the air force, um, people have called me out and said, Hey, you know, man, thank you. Like, thank you so much for like, you just always like, no matter how bad it is, like you just, you have this sort of positive outlook where, you know, we, we may not get the job done, but we're at least going to get through it. All right. Or we are going to get done. So it's just like having that, um, uh, the, the faith that no matter what we are facing, so that, that adversity, right. And that's how the Air Force is, is adversity. And so I've been able to really connect, um, with connect my cultural upbringing with the Air Force culture, um, hope being combined with adversity. And so, right. um, no, I think that, uh, you know, another one of those great things about diversity, inclusion and, in, you know, these observations uh, during the month is uh, breaking down stereotypes. Right. When you start talking to individual cultures, uh, individual people, um, almost always it's based on a sense of pride in who you are. It's a sense of pride of where you came from. Um, and it's a hard work ethic. It's it's a, a degree of hope. Versus the stereotypes that everybody throws out there, right? So that's one of the things that I love about these conversations is that when we start really digging into, you know, how did certain Almaraz grow up? How did uh, Captain G grow up? How did Chief Howard grow up, right? And where was that background, right? Uh, when you talk to our airmen, nine out of 10 times, I'd say, if not 10 out of 10, it was, you know, I had a parent that, that had, to, to, had to push through this. I had uh, a grandfather, a grandmother that showed me this or shared this and that sense of pride in who we were, the sense of pride of why we we serve comes out and that hard work that it comes out and, and shows itself on the table. So these conversations help eliminate so many different things, right? Um, I guess that, you know, that kind of drives to what drove you, Captain G, to, to serve in the military? So for me, um, growing up, I knew that I always wanted to support like a, a bigger cause. Right. Um, I did have a lot of what I would feel like was kind of like an ingrained kind of courage. I always did kind of push the boundaries a little bit. Um, and I think that the military, I did have a family member in it. Um, I had an uncle and so he kind of introduced the idea. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had a supportive, um, mom that always said, Hey, you know, you, you're capable of doing whatever you set your mind to. And uh, um, I think it was, yeah, both, both those things combined, a willingness to, to do something more, serve something greater, and then just, you know, just faith that I'd be able to, to accomplish something like that. Gotcha. What about you? Yeah, I would say, um, I would say I share that too, you know, being able to serve for a greater, uh, for a purpose that's greater than you. I always knew that I wanted to take care of people. Um, just being the oldest of grandchildren, being the oldest of, of the siblings, you know, I, I guess I was at a very young age <laughs> born into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so coming into the military, I always knew I wanted to join, um, but I wanted to join because I wanted to lead people. I wanted to take care of people, um, and, and, uh, have their sort of show them that somebody does actually care about their interests. Um, and so uh, the military for me it, it was that uh, the, the, the discipline that it would show, the, um, the structure and just the, the camaraderie 
um, that exists that I saw existed uh, within the military. And so essentially extending my small family of you know three, because it's you know the, my brother and my dad. Of course, I had my mom and my other siblings, but in terms of my immediate family, and so that essentially is expanding that that family, um, in being able to um, being able to see the different parts of the world, to get to know um, uh, things that I didn't know, things that were different than me, um, because uh, for me to. I always, I'm a firm believer that in order for me to be a better person, I got to get out there and, and get with people that are different than me that don't behave, talk, eat, uh, and do the same things that I do because, uh, it's not that there's anything wrong with people that do, right. uh, it's just that, um, if I'm to be the uh, better well-rounded person and, and be able to lead more people, then, um, I can't just be accustomed to leading people that are from this place or have these uh, characteristics. Right. So. No, I think that's a, one of the, a great point, right? Especially with the military is like all of that different exposure to different people, different cultures, um, different things, right? I, I, I can say that I'm very eclectic in my, uh, in my likes and dislikes now based on all the experiences and all the people that I've met, right? Um, you know, being exposed to Zydeco music, um, being exposed to no idea what that is. So that's a Cajun thing, right? So uh, one of my buddies uh, back when I was an airman, big Cajun, Zydeco, um, and then uh, Bloody Marys, but that's a whole different thing. So, but you know, and then even uh, you know, real enchiladas. What is a real enchilada like, right? So growing up, sometimes you, you think like Taco Bell is the best thing. No, not so much, right? Mm. Or that you think fried chicken's real fried chicken, right? Mm. Or you think that you know this kind of pizza is the only kind of pizza out there, and that. You get around the world, right? And you, you find schnitzel, you find, uh, you know, real uh, enchiladas, you find uh, real fried chicken, all these different things that you get exposed to in life. And then just the, the stories of people and then some of the uh, the nuances. I can't can't explain how many times I just learned something from talking to somebody. So, yeah, um, you know, like talking to you guys, there's a lot of stuff that I pick up that I wouldn't have picked up before. And yeah, yeah I, speaking of what is a real enchilada, I had... I had spaghetti the other day, and so I love spaghetti. And so for me, it's it's a funny story because I mean, when I deployed, I had camel spaghetti uh, in Qatar, and I was like, never thought that was going to happen. <laughs> um, and then had you know spaghetti al bolognese, which I learned that over there, but I'm sure that dish is probably origins or somewhere else. But right. uh, just this other weekend, I had a, a I, I would call it a Mexican spin on spaghetti because. Uh, I've never seen any anything else, and it was like with a a spicy uh, sort of creamy sauce. Okay. Uh, and she's like, "Hey, yeah, I'd love spaghetti. Like, would you like some?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm thinking it's gonna come with uh, the red sauce, right?" And no, comes out, and I'm like, "Is this like, is this like Alfredo? Like, what is this? What's going on here?" She's like, "Spaghetti." And she, what she told me is like, she doesn't like. Um, the uh the red sauce based okay. spaghetti and she, because she grew up eating this style of spaghetti from her mom and everything of course is home cooked right um and so uh for me in that moment i was just like wow so i have to figure out how to cook this spaghetti because now <laughs> i can't make my red sauce right <laughs> and so just talking about food i was just you know that's it's just like it's amazing that how uh Right. Breaking bread and bringing people together through food. Um, you you learn. Air Force says adversity. 
I'm saying Esperanza, right? Right. But we're saying the same thing. We're going for the same sort of goal, right? Uh, and and I love where those two come together. And I, again, these platforms help for that right. um, because uh, they allow us to see, yes, on the outside, maybe we are so different. And that's good. But on the inside, we all have a common goal. When we can identify those common goals, then we can begin to really like, really create change, really create um, uh, lasting and impactful effects, um, and just be better off overall as uh, as an Air Force uh, institution. Right? Um, and uh, yeah, so it's just it's it's all good. It's right. all it's like amazing, right? <laughs> you you see that, and you you start to see those connections. You're just like, I don't know. For me, I feed off of that. And I'm like, this is freaking amazing. Like, let's go with it. Yes, I want more, right? You're like, feed the machine. Let's make you know, the machine that is the Air Force right. uh, in the United States. I would say the machine that is the United States uh, because the United States isn't a superpower because of mistake, right? Right. We are a superpower because we have so much um, diversity, um, and when we can when we can increase that inclusion, and we can feed that inclusion, uh, I mean, no one's going to stop us. I think you make a <laughs> yeah. I think you make a really uh, good point with that, and I think that is something that the military as a whole has has recognized in the U.S. And with that, um, because of all of those different cultures, backgrounds, and all of that innovation is another outcome from that. So getting things done, getting them done the best way, getting them done in new ways is is kind of that that goal ultimately that comes mm-hmm. and is um, put into reality uh, based off of being able to openly, you know, share and come to the better outcomes um, together for sure. So lastly, I guess I was, I was thinking, you know, when you were speaking about, um, so I have a son and he's 17 years old now. And when you are going through, uh, you know, raising a, a child and you think about well, where are they going to be in the world and how is the military experience influencing them? Um, I And being of a Hispanic background and him having even more of a diverse uh, background, thinking about how you include your family, both in the, in the military, right. you know, um, and in the reserve where you have the, sometimes you're, in a military status, sometimes you're not um, bringing that all together, but also saying, okay, um, you know, can I, do I expose you to the language? How do I expose you to the food? Just always keeping a mindset of how do I bring up this human being to also um, understand, enjoy, uh, and be a part of the next generation that's going to carry forward um, mm. this this thinking and appreciation for for others and all of their different uh, backgrounds. Right. So, I mean, I, I guess the the question I would have for both of you as leaders, right? You as an NCO and you as a captain, is um, when we talk about uh, that inclusion of culture. What what advice would you give to your peers, to your leaders, or even uh, to others uh, wearing their uniform to be more uh, open and drive those conversations and and pull those cultures in? Yeah, I think um, in practice, the best um, advice that I could think of is break bread with those that you work with. 
because I think it is in those casual times that you get to have those discussions of what restaurant do you pick? What type of, you know, food options? What music is playing there? Um, So if you are new and maybe you find that maybe you didn't come up in an area where maybe there was so much diversity, that that's a way to kind of bring you into an environment where you can have those discussions and get to know someone a little bit better and, and understand them a little bit more. So that's in practice. And then just in like philosophy mindset, I would just think, you know, kind of exposing, watching, watching movies, reading books, just things to kind of expose the mind to other ways of thinking and other cultural. Listen to podcasts, right? You've shared podcasts with And listening right? to podcasts. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> what about you, Sarnalis? Yeah, I would say, uh, hey, hopefully it's in you. Hopefully in that person, you know, I would... I would say, hey, you know, you're part of a of a large organization with multiple uh, personalities, cultural backgrounds, and all that. Just be brave, get out there, ask questions to things that you don't understand. Right. Um, it and if it's through breaking bread with somebody, if that's how you feel comfortable, if it's through. Uh, maybe linking up with uh, somebody to play some video games online, whatever your uh, approach to be able to get to know somebody more, if it's in you, which I strongly encourage because you're living in a uh, a big melting pot, one of the largest uh, that is the United States and then the Air Force. Be brave because the only thing that is on the other side of that is a level of awareness and gratitude that, that nobody can ever take away from you and that nobody um, can ever give you unless you take that first step. And so I would challenge people to take that first step, ask a question, um, whatever that question is, hey, notice that you do some of these things. I was just curious, right? Inquisition, human inquisition is one of the things that as human beings, we, whether it's getting to know a different part of the world, a different food, or learning how to play a different video game or whatever the case is. When you are in that state of mind, you, you just, you, you crave it. You feed, you want to just keep feeding that. Um, and if that is through uh, getting to know your, your coworkers that are from a different place, hang on <laughs> because it's going to be a great ride. Uh, so that's, and I think you make some great points, right? Um, and I'd, I'd piggyback on that is, uh, you know, learning, learning about yourself, learning about others, and just learning in general is a lifelong uh, expedition that you have to be on. And that's the only thing that keeps you growing. That's the only thing that keeps you inspired. Uh, not necessarily the only thing, but for the most part, right? That that, that yearning to, to, to know more um, keeps you moving. You don't uh, get stagnant. And then also uh, for my fellow leaders out there, if, if that challenge that you lay out there of, you know, being open, if it's in you, I would challenge that if you're a leader out there, um, if you wear this uniform, get over yourself, mm-hmm. write it in about you. Um, and it's really about understanding our airmen and uh, what they do, why they do it, how they think and how they get after business. Because if uh, we're fully engaged and understand what drives you and understand, you know, some of that background and what you bring to the table, we're only going to make this force a lot more lethal. Mm-hmm. And really, that's what it is about. Right. So I want to thank you again for everything you do every day. Um, and thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being able to talk to uh, your fellow uh, guardians out there. Uh, I don't know that everybody could do that. So thank you very much. And uh, that gladiators, um, 
Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for being part of this great cyber wing. And uh, most of all, let's get out there and stab our enemies in the face through cyberspace. Mm-hmm.